You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, voting accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. There we go. Good morning, everyone. You gotta put up that gain for yourself. I forget you're slightly deaf. My apologies. Well, good morning. Cheerios. Cheers. Happy Saturday. It's been a I was thinking about it yesterday. It's been a while since we've done an in-studio show in the past couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, because we've been on the we've been on the move. Yeah. We went to MoneroCon and then Porkfest. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> So yeah, we it haven't feel, really talked. That feels like it. a very long time. Like, ago. Right? It's really only that's been true. what two weeks? Uh, three. Three? No, maybe two. Yeah, well, two weeks and a half, I want to say, because you know we went. For those that don't know, we went to MoneroCon. Thank you to the the team that pulled it all together. Yeah, and super big thank you. It was awesome. Yeah, and thank for you. Guys. A lot, uh, giving me the honor. Yeah. Of MC. MCing the yeah. first day, which is awesome. It was awesome. We had a great time, but that was in Portugal. So we went, we got there like on a Thursday and we come back on a Monday, you know, in the evening. And then we went straight to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Thursday evening, we jumped in the car and drove to New Hampshire for Packed up the car. six hours. So, and then yeah, came back with Franya with, uh, yeah, with Franya. And then, uh, yeah, I came back Sunday night late night well 10 o'clock and then off to work again on monday so yeah it's been non-stop fun i can't, I can't wear these you can't like, see uh, through them can't see. they're cool glasses i love them, I love them. they're awesome in theory yeah. but just to kind of like hang around it's distracting them. to look at yeah you just see a bunch of dots <laughs> it was great for uh when crypto bear was performing yeah everybody was wearing I don't know glasses how you would see. In, the, in the audience and <laughs> the lights it was like it was intense so yeah uh, so it's been jam-packed 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 and hopefully and well this and week the hits real... keep on coming we got more coming up right yeah we have freedom fest freedom fest um that's in las vegas but at least it's in like two weeks sad that i'm saying oh only in two weeks so that should be fun i'm assuming we're going there for like a couple of days four days so that yeah that all fun. just came together we, we weren't decided on that until like last night right yeah basically yeah but yeah, we yeah there were other conferences too the blockchain for days that would have been awesome for days in mallorca and mallorca they're beautiful yeah we were gonna try to do both actually guys i was gonna go to vegas and then just show up for the day i got invited to be on a panel there which is super cool with mark moss and it's gonna be hosted by um joe jorgensen the one that the woman that ran as the libertarian candidate in 2020. And I don't know who else is on the panel, but it's a big panel on the main stage, Freedom Fest. I think there's like thousands of people that go. Uh, so I didn't want to miss that opportunity. But then we're going to try to go from there and go to Mallorca after. And I was going to meet Sunita. Sunita was going to spend some days there on her own, just chilling. Just she, relaxing. She needs a break. Need she a needs break, a break. Guys, I need a break. Uh, but <laughs> it's too much. And like yeah, tickets are really expensive, very expensive to fly from there. And we're not, you know, 
we get people to help us out here and there with things, but like the Mallorca thing would basically just be it would I don't know, it add up. Yeah, it would add juice, up a lot. Yeah. For like juice just a few wasn't days, worth the squeeze. And then we were gonna yeah. try to do a little little project there to make it worth our, our time yes. and effort. The whole DJing thing, but we're we're pulling back on that. We'll maybe try that at another time or in conjunction with the next Monerotopia. We're talking to Tony and it just doesn't feel like it makes sense, right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But we do have time. everything. We got cool. the DJ, but it's just not not going to make sense. Our, it's our, not going to make putting sense. Putting the effort into it. I don't, you and know. it's in two weeks and where yeah. and they have events going on. and. But yeah, we're still going to maybe try to, to take advantage of Mallorca. I don't know. Is Tony jumping on? We'll uh, I don't know. We'll let him know. But yeah. he's going to talk about what the plans are and see. Yeah, Tony may may go there on our behalf or present us and be like a, a Monero talk reporter. Reporter. <laughs> Reporting on scene. That'd be fun. I think Live with Tony. Live with Tony. Take it away, Tony. <laughs> take it away. Take it away. So that should be exciting. We had a phone call fun. with him last night. We were making these jokes for about an hour. Fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Tony's an awesome dude. Awesome. Awesome. Glad uh, he awesome. came to Maritopia and we were able to. Yeah, and he, he put some effort into trying to do the GGJ thing. So we don't want lost efforts here. So we're going to pivot into maybe Tony just going, uh, representing us, doing interviews, putting together a special Monero Talk report for the Mallorca conference. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of cool people there. Small conference, but a lot of like OGs and, you know, cool people to uh, get interviews from. So. It should be an that exciting experiment because, you know, we're all about experimenting different things. Freedom Fest, I think, is going to be It's going to be fun. Cool. Yeah. So he's a little, a little sick of the freedom fighters. I'm not sick. You know, guys, I just need a, a break. After Pork Fest I need and a the, break the Libertarian National Convention. You know, people like... have vacations. I feel like we just never have a vacation that I don't have to worry about something that we have to post or do. or. Whereas I kind of see this as a vacation like, because I just thoroughly enjoy it so i mean i enjoy it too it is exhausting though it's more so just being well, it's it, not worrying we my have... whole thing is i worry a lot so it's like we're there we got to do a bunch of things and there's no you know sure you you try to like you know enjoy while you're there obviously it's not like it's all work but yep still there's no mostly because we're trying to balance it with normal day jobs correct so it's like you don't really get you don't get the downtime you're either doing one thing or the other but yeah i feel like we're just always complaining <laughs> Oh, God. Anywho, moving on. For those of you that haven't seen, the, uh, you know, we posted two videos again, the Monero Con um, with the, a bunch of interviews there, Arctic Mine and a few others. Oh, wow. That's like um, we had a bunch of people that we interviewed for Monero Con. Oh, so yeah, yeah. That we had video a bunch if you of haven't. people. And then the recent one that we just published was uh, the Pork Fest one. Again, you get a, a feel of, you know what went on during the conference. Wish I would oh, have no, interviewed no, the festival. some more people there. But yeah, but... You, you interviewed Bruce Fenton yeah. and then Star O'Hara. So Yeah, that was random. She was cool. She was really cool. I, I, I got to read that book. So, yeah. So that's really, I mean, yeah, it's really about it regarding little chit chat. Anything else you want to chat about? No, I don't think so. Let's uh, keep the show moving. All right. We have uh, our, our price report, but I think A-Fungible is having a little difficulty logging on. Okay. So whenever he's ready. Whenever he's ready. But right now, maybe we can just jump to the special guest. Our special guest is here. Let's do it. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. Hello, hello, hello. 
Andreas, how's Andreas, it going? Andreas, you there? Can you guys hear me? How's it going? Good. How Good, are you? Man. Thank you for joining us. Don't yeah, worry. I appreciate you guys and you guys all the best energy this Saturday. I'm happy uh, we were able to work this out. And I know uh, you guys have been crazy busy. Yeah, sorry and, uh, about that. Yeah. No, it's all good. So I'm, uh, I'm grateful to be here. Yeah, thanks for for you know jumping on. Yeah, we apologize that we did a lot of back and forth. Yeah, we, obviously we, as you can tell, we've been all over the place. <laughs> so yeah, we, we didn't mean to. Uh, we weren't blowing you off. We were just uh, <laughs> no, no, at the right time. It's good. Yeah. it's good. You guys are you know you guys are doing the amazing works, and um, you know a lot of people. It's easy for them to you know talk the talk, but you guys are definitely doing the walk so Appreciate you know that. much love and yeah no it's it's exciting to, to be here and and spread the uh, message of you know some of my works and what i'm doing with in the monero space and you know it, it's good to uh be able to you know build the conversation and and to have an opportunity for uh more people to hear you know what what type of work we're doing here so yeah, what well, what are you working on, man? I know yeah, you, you, you presented know. at Monerotopia in the after after hours section. Right. Um, yeah, man. How you wanted to come talk about today? Your project? Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm uh my name's Andreas and I was having some issues with my video. So today it's gonna be more about the message rather than the messenger, but that's okay. But yeah, I, I was an after dark speaker at Monerotopia and I presented on uh, my business, which is Mirage Sale, uh, buy and sell locally using crypto. And um, you can check it out at miragesale.com. And yeah, you know, I had a kind of a revelation last year when I was um, in a creative mindset and whatnot. I thought about how eventually, you know, the world is going to want to spend uh, their Monero rather than always just sell it for fiat on exchanges and whatnot. And um, how beautiful it would be to uh, start to build a foundation for a world that instead of having to, you know, sell your Monero for necessarily fiat, you could say, you know, what, there's a marketplace in my local community, something more similar to Craigslist, but tailored to crypto and um, give people the opportunity not only to uh, spend and and receive something tangible, whether it's a good or it could even be a service. However, um, you know, also giving people the opportunity to sell different goods and services for crypto or for Monero, mm -hmm. um, particularly because, you know, in my research and my analysis, as of, you know, today, Monero is, I believe, the best form of digital cash we have. So that's kind of why I tailored my business on Monero. Um, because if, you know, you look at Craigslist, most transactions on Craigslist are done in cash. And if we're going to be moving into a future that is more tailored to digital blockchain and technology as such in our financial system, I kind of figured if we were to have a local marketplace, it would be best to have, you know, anonymous private digital cash as the forefront of it. So that's kind of a basis of what I'm doing. But yeah, you can check it out at miragesale.com. It's been up now since two about two months. So I kind of had its unofficial launch party at Monerotopia, so um, I'm, I thought that was pretty cool. And thank you guys again for doing all that and setting up and taking your time and sacrificing to to put that together for uh, you know. Yeah, man, completely, that, completely that purpose, so. You know, we, we love doing it, but uh, it's it's great that you're pursuing this projects. You know, there's definitely a need there for services like this. I know there's a few other attempts that are being made right now, other people that are that are trying to 
create such services. This is what we need, guys. What Andreas is doing, people that are going out and building businesses that are going to help the Monero circular economy come to fruition. So, yeah, man, great job. What 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 uh, inspired you to to do this? Obviously, it's not it's not an easy thing. You know, right. uh, you're not like you're not like making money off of it day one. You know, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of risk. Maybe right. not necessarily a lot of reward. What 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 is uh, motivating you to pursue this? Yeah, man, no, you said it. I mean, um, you know, pretty much this journey so far has been, you know, just out of my own time, sweat and effort. And, uh, you know, I think the term is sweat equity, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, it, it just came down to a passion and sound money and wanting to see the world move towards more of a system based on sound fungible money and really realizing Monero, the time I, that I did, it, it made me feel that, you know, it, there's opportunities, especially in this market and um, in crypto, and especially right now with, you know, the market being where it is, you know, the time has never been better to build or create a business or something that's going to help crypto because, you know, everyone calls it the crypto winner. And that really, it's like as an entrepreneur, as a creator, you know, this is the time you want to be building and um, innovating because when the markets start going back up, you know, it's when, you know, you'll, you'll hope to see some fruit out of it, but no, absolutely, man, to, to more tailored, tailor answer, give you a better answer to your question really is just, I believe in sound money and, and its benefits to society. It came more out of passion of wanting to see the world and envisioning and imagining a world where, you know, people just take pictures of, you know, a, a chair or something around their house or, you know, something that may not be like seen as much, but you can get crypto out of it. And, you know, and it's like, you think about it, if, if there, there could be crypto all around you in your house, you know, where you could just sell stuff that, you know, it's almost like you hear it all the time uh, with marketplaces like this is someone else's trash is another man's treasure. And, um, you know, it just came out of passion to wanting to see this come to, uh, you know, to, to realize this, this vision I had to try to uh, grow this marketplace and see the world transact on a local level and therefore really just empower local communities with sound money and in a local marketplace that backs that. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm looking around our house right now thinking, what, <laughs> what can we sell for Monero? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> we, we, we've been very interested in this concept. We talked about potentially yeah. pursuing it at one point, the Craigslist of Monero. So yeah, man, uh, I, I love to see that, you know, you're giving this a shot. Somebody needs to, to pull this off. Are you making some good progress? Are you getting people posting yet? What, do you, what are you trying to do to kind of bootstrap this, get the, you know, early adopters on board? You know, it's, it's a, it's a two-sided market problem. Uh, these are always hard, hard companies to start, right? Because you need you need the vendors, and then you need the buyers. Kind of a chicken and egg problem, right? So you need people right. out there vending to bring in the people on there that are going to come on the other side. Any, uh, what what are you doing to to overcome that? Yeah, and um, you know, I appreciate you guys, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of the challenge right now, and you know, it's relatively new. It's still two months up and running, and yeah, we have about. I think maybe a dozen or two dozen posts, but they're not coming as frequent <laughs> as you would like, but it's okay. And really my initial stance was sort of build it, build the foundation on rock. Try not to 
build it on sand and rush things and really you know because you could build a huge house and the huge building but if it's built on sand eventually it will crumble and my mindset uh going into this is to try to build it on a solid foundation so that when the day comes um where potentially people aren't just using it because of choice but maybe necessity that it'll be able to be ready to handle that demand but at the same time right now it, it's definitely sort of a early process my initial original focus was just developing it and getting it ready and you know for the most part it's one of those things where there's always in a, like innovation and things you can change and we're and i have i have a small team where we're dedicated to uh in our own time right and i'm, I'm very grateful for all the people that have contributed to mirage cell but yeah man um it's it's not easy as you said and nothing getting started is the hardest part always in anything that you do but you know we have you know you can't fear these early stages and um really my mindset is continue to build it continue to grow it and then we'll eventually do more for marketing you know that's like any business you know it really it really takes uh good marketing to really allow it to grow but right now it's so early to the point where um, I'm, I really want to make sure, like I said, that the foundation is built and um, on on a solid base, and so that we can really begin to scale it and hopefully see uh, more come out of it. So, but yeah, man, to answer more of what you, you're asking, it's you know it's a work in progress getting people to post. There's there's a lot going on and there's a lot of competition and a lot of people would uh, just rather use Craigslist right now. And most people, the hard part is, is most people still like we're so early in Monero, we're so early in crypto, you know? So it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's gonna take a lot of educating for a lot of people, but at the same time, there are a lot of people out there that understand Monero and, you know, are eager to dive into something like this as well. So, yeah. So to uh, to make a post, I mean, is it, is it similar to Craigslist? You like, you just need like an email and you yeah. get an account? Like, how's it? Obviously, yeah. like, yeah, you know, I think what obviously what, what the Monero community would desire something where they give up as little information as possible when interacting with it, right? So can you essentially effectively kind of anonymously post as a vendor and get on there uh, and, you know, interact as as a potential buyer anonymously? Right. No, yeah. And I, I thought that through as well. So when I was building this, I definitely thought about that. And, you know, you have options to like, when you're building a website like this and create an account, you could just streamline it through Google, Facebook, and other sort of platforms where a lot of people are on. But I, I chose not to do that because I didn't want, I, I kind of had that understanding of <laughs> Monero people aren't gonna necessarily wanna give all their Google and Facebook information and attach it to a marketplace that's supposed to be based in Monero. So yeah. what I did is just email and password and nothing else, no photos, no KYC, no, you know, it's just peer to peer, you can message, you can, you can reference yourself under an anonymous handle. Mm -hmm. um, you, you don't have to give away any of your identity. And yeah, it's just purely in your location, you, you can list it, but it's optional. Um, or you can kind of just list a nearby location that might you might want to you know it doesn't have to be your exact location but can be in the vicinity of that but you know the idea was to base in the local marketplace because i kind of i kind of believe that the world is uh where it's headed there's a lot of innovation going on with global globalization and whatnot and i think the world needs a little bit more of localization 
Um, but besides that, yeah, you, you don't you don't really need much or you don't really need to give up much of your information to use Mirage Cell, which is really cool. And to create a post and whatnot, it's all pretty much it's pretty much streamlined and easy, very similar to Craigslist, a section on the website, just create a post and yeah, I encourage people to try it out and always if you know, feedback and whether it's positive, negative, whatever it may be, it's always welcome. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, it's it's not decentralized. You know, you're you're running this thing. How how do you intend? I don't know if you want to get into it, but how do you intend on handling, uh, you know, undesirable posts, things like that, balancing that against, you know, not wanting to censor what people are doing in the marketplace? Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's a great but, question. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, and you know, part of my mindset is this: it's not a decentralized marketplace. You know, this is a business. I am the CEO, I'm the, I created this. So, you know, I have to, I'm accountable for everything that happens on this marketplace. And part of my mindset when creating this is, you know, you're, you're going to have to be compliant to the law that is at B and, you know, whether we agree with it or not, you know, these people do have the guns and, you know, and they are in charge and you don't want to uh, get yourself in sticky situations. And I'm, re I'm cognitive of that. So I don't want to be the person that censors everyone and whatnot, but basically if it's, if it is under the law and is legal and, you know, complies, then it's, it's okay. But obviously anything that goes against the uh, current standings of, of laws that go against compliance to it, you know, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, uh, limit that and what that is in uh, that contribution to the marketplace is going to have to uh, be, be censored in a way. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not building this to like, you know, I'm building my, my intention is to promote, you know, everyday use of Monero and more of a circular economy to help everyday people out there get more engaged and have an easier access into this market, not only crypto, but Monero. And, um, yeah, no, I, I think there's, you know, there's definitely a need there, right? I mean, like dark, dark markets exist, you know, they're great for certain, for certain purposes, people that need to whatever, sell things that may, may not be considered illegal in their jurisdiction or whatever, for whatever reason. But yeah, I think there, there is a need for, for something like this. Like, like you said, a Craigslist of Monero, uh, you know, you want to sell whatever your gold couch, whatever it is, you want to post a, a job listing, but pr uh, promoting people to use Monero as the default currency for any of these you know transactions between buyers and sellers for regular day stuff yeah so i think i think there's totally a need there and then like you said you just you just go along with whatever the laws are you basically you basically mimic craigslist right and then with the you know the added feature of promoting monero for all transactions and then like we said maybe reducing the amount of data that that's collected on anybody that's participating in this so like it could be another advantage as to why you know monero loving people might want to use it versus just using a traditional craigslist or something yeah no absolutely and to build off that yeah i mean i i don't plan on utilizing any data for profit with this model you know i could eventually you know if the traffic is there i could you know utilize data and implement ads and whatnot but i don't i don't plan on doing that i know you know i'm 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 just like uh most people in in the monero space you know i i want what's best for the world i want people to uh have access to sound money 
And that's really kind of my motivation and really empower local communities by doing it. Yeah, yeah. Nighthawk, Nighthawk says they aren't dark markets. They're called free to market. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. I always say that on the show. We call, I call them open markets. But, you know, for people to, you know, understand right. what we're talking about, yeah, unfortunately. Yes, but I totally agree. You know, we we got we to change the, you know, the terminology. Yeah. And and it is, that, that is what sets the tone. You know, that's what's used against Monero as well, right? It's it's a quote unquote privacy coin. As right. Though, as though privacy is uh, needs to be some added feature that comes with good and bad. You yeah, know and, and to add on that, you know, it, what's and you mentioned this too, Doug, uh, about Mirage Sale. What's cool about it is, you know, it's not the dark net. You know, this is literally just everyday people, and most people, like most majority of the people, don't know or have the tech savviness to access Tor and to maneuver their way around actual. Or most people just don't even want to like your everyday person and that's really what mirage cell is shooting for is is to just get your everyday person to be involved in this new you know innovative economy using true digital cash in its purest form so you you have any potential business model for it i mean i guess craigslist what it's like you do you pay to put i haven't used craigslist in forever i used no, to, you don't pay I used to use craigslist all the time no yeah, yeah i've gotten apartments there yeah, like in the, college. it was like a new york thing right it was like yeah, yeah. i've had great wild no, experiences by yeah you can meet interesting people definitely <laughs> like little side jobs in college and stuff yeah the post like pretty crazy funny. stuff like you're gonna need somewhere to come over I'm like yeah sure i'll try that out what <laughs> <laughs> great experiences yeah. yeah i found like an apartment through Craigslist. yeah apartments. they were fine they were normal they didn't kill i sold me. cars i bought my motorcycle on, on yeah. craigslist no but yeah, you don't pay guy. to post you literally just post yeah you just post like, yeah. no but they're they have I can I can kind of help because I've studied this a little bit because I actually intend to follow Craigslist model uh, eventually as like my business model because I think you know they've obviously proven to you know do it, yeah. do it well so and yeah to to clarify it it's not necessarily every post you have to pay but specific categories more so. Um, like exclusive categories, certain job listings, right, right, and right, right. like they they require like a small like fee to post. And I think that's the best way because, and many people have said, oh, implement a third party payment processor that, you know, I can take a percentage of every transaction in Monero and whatnot. But my mindset is I'm trying to create the most, the most peer to peer environment possible. I want a uh, Mirage sale to really be between two people. I know I'm a centralized business, but I'm trying my best to stay out of people's hair as much as I can and respect the individual and empower the individual. So I, I just think eventually, you know, if the demand be becomes, you know, if, if the demand is there, uh, I think the best model would eventually to target certain probably more higher end categories or specific categories to require a small fee in Monero or in uh, crypto to post. And I think that's the best to keep it purely peer to peer. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. That's that's the route you're going to need to take. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to get those Monero early adopters. Uh, they, they want that that true peer to peer experience. So it's kind of like a local a local Monero, local Bitcoins, you know, meets Craig. I mean, it's basically what Craigslist is, what it started as. I don't know if it still has that same same vibe, but really that all that is what Craigslist is just a platform putting buyers and sellers together they're, they're, they don't really act as a middleman in any way so yeah man awesome would love to uh continue 
the chat with you and watch as watch as this evolves. Uh, thanks for thanks for uh, coming on and talking about it. To anybody listening, you know, any idea, anything you're working on that's Monero related, you're always welcome to jump on this show. That's what the show's all about. Uh, come on, talk about it, get the word out to the community. We we want to be, you know, help help people get the word out that are working on Monero related projects. So, uh, Andreas, man, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah hey, I appreciate you guys. And yeah, and I guess my final message will be. You know, it's all the people out there that are riding the fence of, you know, taking that chance or taking that risk to really create something in this space. Uh, I hope to inspire you to do so. And now has never been a better time, you know, and you have an opportunity to take this crypto winter and potentially turn it into your crypto summer. So I'll leave it at that and much love to you guys. And uh, maybe maybe we do this again and, and see where we go. So. All right, man. Awesome. Yeah, good yeah, advice. Thanks. Good advice. Build. It's build, build. time. Build, build um, time. Um, yep. Beautiful. <laughs> Andreas, if you want, if you want to hang around, we're gonna we're move gonna on. Price report. But if you hang yeah. around, we'll, we'll jump back to to comments from the viewers. The viewers on stage. Yeah. yeah so just hang around if, you, if want. you want. If you have time, you know. Yeah. Well, how long do you think? What what what's Probably the time? Gonna, I mean, we're gonna do a price report, and then we're gonna do a new segment quickly. I mean, we have to, you know, end it about up two hours point. from yeah. now. No, probably. <laughs> And because we got to go hopefully in birthday like parties 25 minutes from now. <laughs> yeah. right. This is the goal. But yeah, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I think I can hang out, hang around for, you know, probably like 20, 25 more minutes. If that's kind of yep. in that time frame, probably around right. 10 o'clock, I kind of have to start wrapping things up, but all right. All right, Sounds man. good. All right. Keep moving. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer-to-peer. Aloha. How's it Hello. Going? Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? Awesome. I'm good. How was your book fest? I think I missed the first 10 minutes of the show. Uh, it was really good. We had a really good time. Yeah, it was great. You know, it was long, nonstop fun, you know, as Selling you can tell. Right? We, saw, oh, yeah, sorry, we saw you at MoneroCon, or maybe not. I'm not sure. <laughs> and then uh, we uh, went to Porkfest, so it was a lot of fun. Oh, we should met. Yeah, the coffee at Porkfest, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Neil, again. Six uh, bags of freshly roasted that he roasted up, and the coffee came out really good. So yeah, so thank you. I I did have the coffee uh, before, but it was like pretty quick. It was like I had to consume it in like a minute. In Portugal, we really screwed up the coffee. I I apologize for that. It was uh, we had shipped the machine there. You know, the guy helping us out didn't really know how to use it yet no fault of his we yeah. kind of put him under a lot of pressure yeah, it was literally and said, like, here's Here, the roaster, my friend and then we and then realized blew, yeah we realized, we after, realized the after the fact that uh Duh. that we, machine needed a converter because of the you know electrical uh and obviously charge. we didn't think about that and so it was overheating the overheating the machine so the coffee was roasting <laughs> at like a super fast speed we were like why is it getting so um but yeah uh we've We've gotten really good at roasting. Well, Neil has gotten very, very good at yeah. roasting. So yeah, putting the word out, guys. Order the coffee because we have the green beans. So now's the time. And then we can get another fresh batch. So now's the time to order coffee on Gratuitous and you'll get good stuff. But go ahead. A fungible. Take it away. All right. Great. So um, today's 26 price number report. And this is just something I showed last time, but I just added another company to the list. So we first started with Luna and then Celsius. Then uh, three arrows capital went down, and then now the news of Voyager. I saw that yesterday. So just to give a briefing, the the three arrows capital was a ten billion 
assets under management company, which, you know, it was a darling of the bear market back then. And just when Voyager announced that they are under default because they gave, I think about, uh, I don't know, 21,000 Bitcoins or something and 200 million US dollars in USDC, and they could not return it back. Therefore, they are in deep trouble. And then the shares went down by 40% for Voyager. And uh, once they announced that, they're going to stop the withdrawals. So yeah, this is what happened. And I think this is also, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see more companies going forward in the coming days, uh, having this kind of a shit show with the customer's money. But I guess that's what this space is, not your keys, not your coins. So let me move ahead with what I'm going to discuss in this. The fear and greed index, as always, is at its lows. It's a nice lucky number, right, 11, in the last week since the last week and um, we are in really uh, we are closing in on the uh, end of the bottom of the bear market but still we are you know in deep fear and therefore since there is a lot of fear there is uh, less of demand going forward and um, we are also hunting the bear market bottom there was a, a tweet that i saw on twitter asking me that hey can you in this price report can you spot the exact bottom exact price and that's what I'm going to try to do in this report and also discuss some trends with Monero. I was able to get the blockchain data and uh, draw some uh, nice graph out of that. So I'm going to show that in the end. Also, one of the things about like marking the exact bottom is a, is a quite a difficult thing because over the past decade, several models, both technical and on-chain, have been attempted to mark the exact bear market bottoms. But as the market evolves with the market, with the maturity and adoption, I think these models also diverge and they need adaptation uh, in some way or the other. But the only thing is uh, the euphoria and the, the fear in the market. That's a human psychology that never changes. So the very first thing that I'm going to show is uh, this chart basically covers almost everything that we need to see. This was uh, recently put out by Glassnode. So I tried to interpret this data. So we have five models that you can see on screen, basically five lines. The black one that you see is the is the price of Bitcoin. And uh, we're going to just interpret what these five lines are. So uh, just to give a briefing, the very first line that I'm talking about is the mare multiple, which is basically yeah the 200-day moving average. Uh, and mare multiple of 0.6 is what this red line shows, which is over here. And what this is, is that price is trading 40% discount to the 200-day moving average. That's what this line shows. So if you're touching this line, it's basically 40% discount to the 200-day moving average. This comes to around 23,500. So we are below this line. And the next one is the, the realized price. Uh, this is the uh, yellow line that you see here. And what this means is it's the aggregate cost basis of the current coin supply. In other words, it's basically whenever we move Bitcoins from one wallet to the other, we basically take the price at which the coins moved and average it across all the wallets. So that is the realized price for you. That stands about 22,500. And what this means is this also marks pretty much close to the bottom historically of a bear market. And the third one is 200 week moving average, which is nothing but all the data points in, in the curve of which is the blue line we see over here. This is the 200 week moving average, which is every week we take the uh, price of Bitcoin and average it out over the last 200 days. So this is, everything is about $22,000. So right now, the price of Bitcoin is lagging behind these three indicators. That is normal in a bear market. 
but we're going to jump to two other models which have really not been broken especially not the last one which is the delta price or it's also called the top cap so the balance price is sitting around uh, 17900 so we did briefly touch below this level which is uh, the the gray uh, the green one in this we did touch below this level it's basically it's a let's say an experimental attempt at ca capturing the bitcoin's fair valuation uh, and it's also called the long term og model which is like you know the the hodlers who have been there for several years or a decade they don't get shaken so this is the line indicating that it never has really gone below this or on a closing basis the so we are resort yeah the, the the hodlers resort basically and the last one is the delta price this is like the crucial crucial line this has never been broken historically so this is the purple line that you see here it's never been broken and what is the value of that line is 15750 so what does this top cap or delta cap mean it's basically the the realized price that is i just talked about and it's a, a difference between the realized price and the all time average price of bitcoin so we are talking about a really low level so it's it's the kind of like the all time average of all the prices accumulated in bitcoin so this stands about 15000 so this has never gone below this price his in the history of bitcoin bear markets uh, on a closing basis so uh, talking about the bottom of bitcoin yes sure we can go to $8000 but if we can close above 15000 on a closing basis well that's still amazing this still doesn't this still satisfies this constraint so uh, things can change certainly but if you're talking about a bear market i would say on a closing level it's still about 15000 so i am going to talk about this is also something that you can see it's called a cvdd uh, ratio which is pretty much the same as the top cap or the delta cap and you can also see from this chart you can just go to wubble.com and check out the charts there um, the next one is the on chain of active addresses uh, this is a pretty interesting uh, it gives a lot of insights because as we know during a bull market so what are active addresses it's basically the when coins moves from one wallet to the other uh, as in you know sent and received whenever a wallet receives or sends bitcoins that is when an address becomes active so during a bull phase the number of active addresses increases very logical during a bear phase, people take a step back, sell, and they don't take interest in market. So during a bear market, the volatility of active addresses keeps increasing. So I want to just show one interesting point here. So if you see, this is like from a week ago, June 26, you see active addresses at 836,000 with a price point of 21,000. So if we go back into the history to find out active addresses of 836,000. So just going to just go back uh, like far away. Uh, so 836, hmm. let's say over here, right? So this is a uh, 836. It was during a bull market. You can see the price point here, sort of bull market. It was around in mid of 2019. Price point of 11,000. Everybody's excited and active addresses is 836. And fast forward today, it's bear market. Uh, it's at the end of the world. Mm -hmm. double the price and still the same active addresses so this speaks a lot about ad adoption in general so it's it's something that we can interpret and this one is uh, another interesting chart it's the bitcoin profitable days so if you were to hold uh, this asset when could you buy it 
to still be profitable. So this was the green part is when you would have, you could have still bought it and still be in profit. So this is about uh, one and a half years ago. So currently the holding period is uh, still one and a half. Certainly if, if this price goes down, this can extend, but in general, historically the like people holding coins are in profit if they hold for at least, let's say about two years of time period. And gone lower than on that than ever before in terms of the years going back. Uh, I don't know. I have to see that, but it, it, in general, it's been like two years. It, mm -hmm. I think, uh, yeah, right now it is, I can only see what's right now. It's, it's one and a half years and we are at pretty much the low lowest mm -hmm. point. So it's plus minus, let's say two years. And, uh, this is the. There's something I found uh, at Plan B's account where he posted that we are at all-time lows in RSI, and that is actually quite true. And this, the the color of the dots, is the how much time is left towards the next half. So we are still quite some time away. Uh, but if you ask me, uh, we're going to stay around these levels because I don't see that kind of demand, the euphoria demand coming back. And certainly, uh, I would see at some point us going back to test those 30,000 levels. I don't know when that happens, but uh, that would still be a kind of escape route for a lot of miners who wants to sell off because, as I mentioned last time, the electricity costs. So yeah, we might be in this 20, 30,000 range. As far as technical tar charts is concerned, again, the RSI is the RSI is at yeah the lowest. I think we have only seen this. <laughs> a few times in history but if you see each and every uh, bear market has different conditions or triggers that caused it and you can't really estimate the humans uh, you know greed and uh, fear uh, per se so uh, I, I i would think that we're just going to you know flirt around these levels it's going to be a dry boring market for the time to come not a traders market at some point you know we have to we should go back up. Uh, coming to XMR USD, I, I'm, I'm not able to really, uh, frankly, interpret the data, but all I can say is like uh, the support of $120 is not hard enough. That is to say, what I mean as a very hard support is that even if the market tumbles down, that's something that happened with Monero, I think, in, in, the, in the past where we saw a nice pump when the whole market was going down, when it came from number 50 to number 30 uh, levels in the, in the top 50 coins. I don't see that kind of a momentum playing out right now. So I'm still very skeptical and wary of this $120 because I see the next support as $80. So uh, it's a high probability that if Bitcoin you know, were to capitulate in the coming days or show some weakness, uh, it might uh, induce some weakness in Monero and it tries to find the next best level of support where Nothing shakes it, even if the whole world basically comes crashing down. So that is where I see this $80. And uh, this is a very interesting part because XMR BTC, XMR seems to be doing really well against Bitcoin. And it seems to be a strong buy uh, at this point. But I think uh, if you ask me, it's uh, these $100 levels are pretty good long-term store of value uh, opportunity. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, and I have one really one interesting part which I talked about about the blockchain. And uh, can you interpret this data for me, if possible? <laughs> this is the transactions. I don't know. You tell. What am we? Hold on. I can barely see it. 
All right. So this that, transactions a day going transactions per day going up. Yeah, exactly. So this is like the uh, the day since the inception of the blockchain, which yeah. is somewhere in uh, April 14, and this is the entire circle till today. That's cool. And okay. yeah, this is a linear scale that basically speaks about the transactions, and you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is a lot of spikes, and you can't really see too much out of this. However, however, this data is pretty interesting because I just drew this, and I was a little. Uh, surprising this so neat. This is mm. the transaction in the logarithmic scale. Okay. So we started with something less, and uh, you don't see these circles, but there should also be circles. I'll try to draw them and post it on my Twitter. So uh, yeah, this is very good interpretation of this data, in my opinion, and it's going towards hundred thousand at some point in time. Mm -hmm. So I think it in let's say a couple of years we might see that kind of number. Nice organic growth. Nice organic growth because it kind of smoothens out all the noise from the data. What, what, what would bitcoins look like in comparison? That's a good point. I'm, I'm. Let me also do that, and let me present it next time with the yeah. bitcoins transaction. That'll also be interesting. But it's it's been it's been pretty dry with bitcoin. I would say on at least on the layer one because I think now, people, for transactions, people are slowly moving on to layer two lightning. So I, yeah. Ideally, yeah. When you zoom out on Bitcoin's transactions and you look at them versus Monero, I mean, it looks like Bitcoin leveled out and is going down a little bit. Monero just continuously trending up in terms of transactions. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think this also uh, takes into account any statistical attacks and other vectors. You know, people that attack the network, the transaction certainly shoots up. But this is like an organic growth over time. So we can kind of any, trust Any this. predictions when we pass Bitcoin in terms of transaction count? I think the last time I saw Bitcoin's transactions, it was quite high. I think it was like uh, 700,000 every day. Uh, right now we are at, I think. We're at like 30%. right? We're at like 10%. We're like five, five, six, 6%, I guess. Oh, okay. I because... thought we were at 10% at one point. Uh, could be. I'll have to check the data. Yeah, I think we were like eight or nine percent. Okay, at some point. So uh, when does it pass? I think it all depends on the adoption and also the price, because uh, you know the transactions and price are some way correlated in a very mysterious way. Uh, we'll have to wait, wait and watch. But I would say uh, two years might be a good time horizon to uh, to revisit this. All right. Yeah, that's all from my side today. I mean, so what do you think just big picture-wise? Obviously, the, this bear market is just different than any other one we've been through with with Bitcoin, with crypto, uh, with Bitcoin in particular, obviously, being the old, oldest one. We've never been in an environment where you know interest rates are, are going up, really, right? Bitcoin has always kind of benefited from, from the good times where money was flowing, people had money was cheap, and people were looking to, to put it into something. It's never really been tested on, under this scenario where it theoretically, you know, I, I guess, you know, it makes sense. It's acting in this way, right? As money, um, money is cheap. But so on a macro level, I mean, how, do you see that affecting the, you know, Bitcoin market in a larger way, causing it to maybe not act as it normally does in a bear market, perhaps making it a worse than usual bear market? Yeah, uh, well, I would say uh, to look at an, a different perspective, the, the very reason Bitcoin was created was because of the 2008 financial crisis, if I might say that. Mm -hmm. And this is a test 
for bitcoins you know uh, all the narratives it's played down in the last uh, 10 years it's a test for that and i think I, I would just put it this way the human psychology in this whole cryptocurrency market is running on greed in a way right mm. so where does the greed come back i mean does it come back when bitcoin goes to 15000 it does it come back at 10000 so so that is something that we have to watch but i think the whole macro scale um, you know people are uh, i guess you know, my question is if if the dow keeps you know if the the general market keeps going down does bitcoin at some point untether and start going up or is it going to continue to get pulled down by the rest of the market i i would say it will get pulled down with the rest of the market however it might find its own level and you know be dry for a very long time that is to say let's say the market goes down by another 30 percent bitcoin is around flirting around fifteen thousand and finds its floor and just going to be there uh, but but a lot of mm-hmm see a potential scenario where the sell-off in Bitcoin almost starts to accelerate because the narrative of store of value starts to deteriorate. So like if, if Bitcoin just continues to trend down as the market trends down, then it's, it's continuously proving it's not a good store, like it's not a better store of value than other things. So sure. is, is that then erode, um, you know, tr- trust in it as a store of value and people start selling on that saying you know what maybe bitcoin isn't a good store of value and then that kind of propels it down further yeah you see I, I, the, yeah i think the potential scenario i might see with this is when all the models that you know has defined bitcoin so far breaks down and i think that model comes around fifteen thousand dollars so uh, technically speaking if that doesn't hold and you know we just stay below that for let's say a week then I think people are really going to question what is the next model that we can predict the price of Bitcoin on. So I think that's a very precarious scenario. What are, um, what are we sitting at right now? We're sitting at like 19 right now, 20? I think 19, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're really currently in uncharted waters right now, right? Because I mean, Bitcoin, when was the last time Bitcoin went lower in a bear market than its previous high? That's that hasn't been since what, yeah. the, the 20th. That hasn't. I mean, even touching the previous all time highs, you know, in the next bear market, that even has been hasn't been the case because uh, in the previous bear market, I think we touched something like 2800 or 3000. Right. But the previous markets bear market high was like 1100. Yeah. So but, yeah. but this time we broke the know, previous all time high. Uncharted, uncharted water, right? Or I guess in the past we've. <laughs> Have we never, have we always never broken through the previous all-time high? Or no, there's been times when we have, right? Like way back? Um, It could be way back, but the thing is, uh, we can't really um, trust the data from 2011, 12 uh, bull and bear markets. Uh, And one more thing, very important thing to point out is, uh, I also checked the active addresses, like in terms of accumulation of Bitcoins. uh, Well, when I'm talking about Bitcoin, it's the overall crypto market in general. So... um, there has been a lot of addition of uh, people in the wallets at having less than one Bitcoin. So th- those addresses have actually blown up in the last few weeks. And also like the whale addresses holding more than 10,000 Bitcoins that have also kind of blown up. So um, so that is something that uh, people like the money is moving to something like spot money from uh, from hodlers. Beat, uh, Night- Nightmare is saying BTC is going to 8K. Monero is going to $40. All right. 
<laughs> yeah, if the eighty dollars breaks, throw everybody throw your estimate at what you think the the Bitcoin bottom will be in the Monero bottom. <laughs> it is fun to watch. I gotta say, maybe it's the I don't know. I find I find it entertaining these these extreme <laughs> moments. Whether it's like going up at a at accelerating rate or you know uh, these bear markets, it is it's it's fun being on the roller coaster, right? Fun yeah, being, but being on the roller coaster. I, I think I'm enjoying it. Uh, however, cash is king at this time, to be honest. I mean, if it goes down, you need some cash to, to buy the dip, right? So yeah, uh, it does help. That does help. And you become a bottom chaser, though, right? You got the cash, <laughs> but you, you don't know when to, to go in, right? Uh, well, um, on that end. Well, I would say that when the whole environment is fearful, people are talking about the world ending tomorrow. I think that is when I'm starting to get in. Yeah, I think you you made a post asking where where do you think we are on the uh, emotional chart, right? Uh, you know, pain, whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah, and people where, were like panic. That's what most yeah. of them said. Where where do you think we are on that chart? Um, I, I don't know what was after panic. It was uh, bef there was something else before panic yeah, between yeah, panic yeah. and capitulation. Yeah. yeah, I think we are somewhere in between panic and capitulation. Oh wow, I don't know. I think we're a little further up. I don't think. I don't really sense the 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 strong fear in the air, but I think. I oh, think you think you're further up? Uh, yeah, that could be. I, I would say. Are. I mean, I think you need like a Michael Saylor to get rattled. You know, I think you need like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I think all, all all like the the kind of noobish Michael Saylor people need to get completely like rattled. I mean, a lot of them are. A lot of people are underwater, but I don't know. I think I think what I could uh, say about Michael Saylor uh, uh, is from all the data I have about him is like he's not going to get rattled uh, <laughs> until three thousand dollars. I think he will just you know bankrupt himself, but he's not going to sell his Bitcoin. I think that no, he's, yeah, he's into he's into he's all in, right? So he, he's like, a different league, probably. Yeah. yeah. So as long as he's in, I think <laughs> the other uh, OGs would be as well. You know, yeah. in because Michael Saylor has not sold yet. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, like you said, it's it's really going to come down to the point at which big there's a group of Bitcoiners that are holding all the Bitcoin that no longer want to sell. So that 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 is the bottom, right? Uh, what that number is, who knows? Yeah. I, I think I think finally I would just say this: uh, it's going to be the on-chain analysis plus the technical chart analysis plus the macroeconomic uh, feel of you know how pessimistic it is. I think that is all these three factors together are going to define the bottom, but everything else is a speculation. When somebody says it's going to you know $10 or $20, I think that is just a feeling. And I, I don't think I, I need, I'm going to believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right we should move, move on. on we got to yeah, go. Gotta go. Gotta thank go. you, guys. <laughs> all right. Hey, Fungible, thank, thank you so much, thank man. Thank you for joining Thank us. you. Yep, greatly appreciate it. And now for our weekly news segment. All right, real quick. Just, you know, uh, always doom and gloom with regards to, to regulation. More and more regulation growing. It's a beast. And they're all trying to just track and trace crypto transactions. Uh, so yesterday, European Commission agreed on a deal for stringent and invasive AML for all crypto services, including linking your on-chain wallets to users' KYC details. So we saw this coming for a while. It's been talked about for a, lo a long time that these were like the recommended regulations that you know they they wanted countries to start implementing. 
and now we're seeing you know Europe take the lead here. I believe in, in Switzerland, this is already implemented. This has already been the case. But the basic idea being a centralized exchange, when you're interacting with it, they need to know where the coins are coming from. If you're sending it onto an exchange, they need to you need to prove that it's coming from your wallet. And when you send it off, you need to prove that it's going to your wallet or you need to prove you know who it's going to and, and identify them so you know that that that's that's pretty crazy uh and then with that bitcoin being bitcoin if that's what you're using for those purposes they can track and trace you thereafter monero you know is a little more resistant to to these regulations obviously you know we say don't even you know interact with centralized exchanges but if you do if you have to Monero is actually built to be more resistant to the negative effects of it, because once you do remove it, even if you are identifying your wallet and saying, I own this wallet and you're proving it in some way, they don't have any ability to look further into your wallet and the details beyond what you revealed and can't see what you do with your Monero in your wallet thereafter. Uh, so with Monero, you could effectively prove that it's your wallet, but they don't then have any information on what you, you know, I mean, potentially if they're making you give up view keys, they could see into it. Uh, but, you know, where we're currently at, uh, you know, you could effectively uh, identify yourself as the owner of that wallet without giving up inf information about it and then without them seeing what happens thereafter as you use your Monero. So moving on. But yeah, just once again, Monero being, you know, the crypto of choice as regulations continue to grow. Uh, another one related cryptocurrency titan coinbase providing geo tracking data to ice ice is now able to track transactions made through nearly a dozen different digital currencies including bitcoin ether and tether uh so basically you know this is a government entity that is purchasing this this tracking system off of coinbase it's basically a chain analytics system that coinbase provides and you're seeing you know, uh, governments basically uh, getting 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 into the business of tracking and tracing for for whatever it is they're they're trying to do. But you know, just more of the same. People in in Bitcoin would you know what's what's you know are out there saying you know this shouldn't be happening. Government shouldn't be doing this. Chain analytics companies shouldn't exist. Well, I mean that's just for naught, and that's really not what crypto is all about. It's not about hoping that governments you know. Do the right thing that's absolutely not what, what crypto is about it's about building a system that's resistant to whatever governments are trying to do or you know corporations are trying to do so it's you know the, you know it's it's sad to see this uh because it is uh hard to watch because you know people are, are are losing their data they're losing the privacy as they use you know uh, not, uh basically transparent cryptos but it's also what we expected to happen and that's why something like monero is essential get off the exchanges use monero go peer-to-peer -peer, create your own parallel economy and all of this all of these services all the millions and millions of dollars that's being dumped into these chain analytics services all of that becomes irrelevant all right next story the hard fork that was supposed to be coming up in a week or two has been has been pushed back to august 13th i don't have full details on what happened but basically uh they wanted to i think audit release was day mainly due to the hardware wallet and multi-sig audit delays so you know there's some big multi-sig changes coming in there were some multi-sig issues with monero they want to be extra assured that you know that the changes that are being implemented in multi-sig aren't going to lead to a scenario where um, you know, it could it could be uh, taken advantage of. So very important. Monero is always always careful with any changes it's making to its code. So I don't know. I'm.
this is this is nice. This is good to see. Uh, so they're just being extra careful, making sure that it's everything's fully audited before being implemented. Seth for privacy. He was on the What Bitcoin Did podcast. So super big Doug's news. Favorite podcast. Where's the uh, that was exciting loud. to see Peter McCormick. Ah, can't stand How do you feel? But I would love for him to have me on the show or he could come back Honey, on mine. But so so happy for Seth that he got yeah. on there. He was able to represent Monero and obviously in in doing what he does best, acting as the, the diplomat for Monero, uh, not pissing people off like like I would do. He we, we need Seth for privacy. He does he does an amazing job at, at doing those things. So congratulations, Seth. Thanks for getting it out there. I think he did a I didn't hear the entire episode, but I'm sure he did an amazing job. I think I would have pushed a little bit more on no, you know, really? the fungibility oh issues. I don't even know. Did Seth even say the word fungible? Fungible on the somebody? Somebody do a search on that. Oh goodness, crazy! But you know, we let's he's, move on. He's he did a great he's strategic. Job. He's strategic. You know, bringing up, bringing them in, taking, showing them, taking the horse to the water, <laughs> uh, throwing it in their face. Oh. oh. And uh, last but not least, big announcement. So, uh, yeah, I'll be speaking on this panel. And Joe Jorgensen is going to be moderating it. She ran for president on the Libertarian ticket. And Mark Moss is going to be there. But, uh, yeah, if you scroll down, I sent out a tweet because she was saying, hey, guys, you know, what do you want me to talk about? Um, you know, because I, I, I am since I believe in decentralization and letting everyone's voice be heard, which topic do you feel is most important? I responded with a tweet basically saying, let's talk about, you know, true digital cash, peer to peer digital cash that cannot be censored or surveilled and discuss why such a utility is necessary to preserve liberty in the digital age as traditional cash dies. That topic needs to be discussed at Freedom Fest. These people need to hear that. And uh, I don't want that to get avoided on the panel because, you know, whatever, they're they're maxi leaning or afraid to start criticizing Bitcoin or something. So, guys, jump on here, like this, like this tweet, retweet it, get it a ton of attention. So Joe Jorgensen has to mention, obviously, I'll be up on the panel, so I'll find I'll find a way towards this topic. But even if she doesn't bring up the the topic, but, uh, you know, might as well go on there and give it some attention. All right. Alrighty. That's it. I guess let's move on to the viewers on stage. Yeah, guys, we're going to be super gotta fast go, yeah. viewers on stage. Anybody wants to jump up? It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Hello, 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 everybody. Hello. 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 How are you? I have to be you, man. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I feel like every time there's like an ongoing thing with him. We'll get there, man. We'll get it. We'll get it fixed. Yeah. See if you could um, get rid of that sound. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Andrea. This is, this How's it going? Yeah, a little, little disrupting there. But, like the yeah. third time he's been on with the oh. sound issues. Don't worry. Well, you're always welcome, man. Yeah. Just uh, fix the sound a little bit. We're, we're, we're get, we're iterating. It's getting better, but we're not there yet. Oh. Yeah, I tried to mute him just to check. But no, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to mute you, but it's okay. It happened segment... last show. <laughs> yeah, it did. But it's okay because uh, the segment has to be short. Yeah, the segment has to be short. <laughs> Andreas, anything else you want to bring up with regards to what was brought up in the news or price stuff or? Yeah. No, I got some, I got some, you know, I, I kind of touched on it when I presented in terms of, I got a few things in terms of the price, you know, typically if you look back cyclically speaking in study cycles, we are amidst uh, the seventh year cycle in the markets. And you can see dating back since really the federal reserve and uh, removed the dollar off the gold standard every seven years, uh, markets tend to have some type of correction crash or 
cyclical uh, downturn, excuse me. And we are in that seventh year. And typically, cyclically speaking, and this isn't my opinion, and you can look it up, and a lot of people reference it as the Shemitah year, um, where it's a seven-year cycle where the markets tend to correlate with. And usually the bottom happens in September, October. So it'll be interesting to see how the markets play out this year. But that was something from my research I noted and uh, I think was useful to add to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it might be as simple as, the, as that trend that's been happening, which is every, what is it called? Uh, yeah, you can look it up. It's it's uh, correlated with the Hebrew calendar and the Shemitah year. Um, and you can oh, look wow. it up, Shemitah seven-year cycles um, in markets. And you can see it's really quite interesting. And again, not my opinion. This is just kind of cyclical data that's out there for all of us to see. Um, so it looks like, like for instance, 2001 was uh, dot-com bubble, 9-11, 2008. Those are both Shemitah years two, seven in the seven year cycle, you had the global mortgage financial uh, crisis. So we are currently back in that year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end of this fall here, going in September, October and November is that's typically the the time that you will see your lows in these seven year patterns. So all right, all right. good points, good points. Anybody else want to jump up? guys jump up talk about any of the news this week the markets the regulations that are coming down andres what do you think about that i mean we're seeing a a, a greater clampdown from governments on crypto any remarks there yeah i mean i think it's you know you're, you're hearing a lot of noise but i think i saw something recently about gary gensler i know there's a ton of headlines on him but he said bitcoin is actually a commodity or whatnot something along those lines and I believe Monero fits on that same boat as Bitcoin due to its, you know, foundation and not really being a company and being purely community pushed and no real venture capitalist investment in it. So it's it, Monero and Bitcoin are, are very similar besides the technology, but in their found their foundations, you know, both anonymous user uh, founders, excuse me, I think that will help Monero uh navigate through this is really how it's sort of upbringing and it's it's founding has 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 been all right man Hopefully yeah I see, I see a lot of people in the chat i can't even keep up with the chat right now if anybody in the chat wants to jump on nightmare jump on man it seems like you got a lot to say come on on the podcast uh oh hey man how's your sound you're good uh, it's better now okay yeah mate, mate. Yeah, we could hear you now. Make make a comment, and then we got to close it out for the day. Go ahead. Uh, what do you What do you want to bring up? I wanna bring up uh, uh, on topic uh, about the pirate train because pirate train have uh, same value as uh, Monero private uh, currency, and if uh, same project like uh, Monero, Dero, uh, Secret. Uh, uh, Private, um, private community have problems, then this uh, can uh, affect uh, Monero, like uh, stablecoins last time. When the Luna collapsed, the affection was on the others, like bears there, there. So, so if... I want to understand. So you're saying you're saying if something bad happens to, to pirate chain or something, it's going to affect the broader privacy coin market? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. There is there is position about that. 
okay. And um, about and about the market, I wanna ask. Uh, there is some conception about uh, pegging Monero to some commodities to stabilize value. Same yeah. same as QNs, which I pegged, for example, to gold, to iron, to oil. Mm -hmm. uh, there is some conception to stabilize a price to make it easier economic uh, market because if uh, Monero have a uh, wide range of value, for example, from 200 to 2000 dollars, rubles, euros, there's no, no difference because, for example, if we have 5000 Piconero for a bet, and the same time, three days later, this bet has raised his value ten times. Uh, that uh, was yeah, uh, no, problem. What are you suggesting? You're saying to, to try to peg Monero to? Uh, are you saying that's something that should be considered? What are you? What are you yeah, something like that, uh, because there is some values which which should. Which yeah, but how would can you? Be the whole Oracle problem and, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to do that? And that just, that's just not what Monero is. I mean, Monero, Monero's pegged to the demand that people have for it as digital cash. That's, that's its base peg value is the demand that the market has for a, a system for sending transactions peer to peer without censorship. So that it's, there is a, you know, there is a, a peg there. It's through its its base its base value is based on its core utility and what society values that utility as. But to you know, it's a proof of work coin. It's you know to to try to make it. I mean, what is stable? Define stable. Everything's relative, right? So to say that gold is stable, you know, it's these these stable coins, uh, the ones that are you know trying to be algorithmic. They have you know. They haven't proven themselves yet. We've seen them fail. We saw Luna fail. Uh, stable coins like like Tether are interesting, and they, they provide you know a service. But Monero is something else. It's it's not meant to be uh, you know quote unquote stable with regards to fiat or gold. It's meant to be stable on its own accord, which is uh, based on its what the base utility that it offers. But uh, we can uh, somehow. Uh... I peg it uh, value of the Monero by the voltage value. For example, if we need uh, uh, 5,000 voltage to mine Monero, that uh, can be calculated uh, to value. Well, it is that that's the demand, you know, that's, that's how mining works, right? So there's a certain demand for, for hash power based on, you know, how many people are, are looking to mine Monero because they're, they're trying to get it based on the cost of electricity and they, they see value in investing and uh, trying to mine for, for a return. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a base value created from that too, just the, the cost of mining a Monero. But Sunita is kicking my, my, me. Sunita is kicking me on the table here. We got, we got to go. We got birthdays. Birthday. It's like my nephew. But yeah, we we let you get your comment in there on the end. We're gonna close close it out, guys. This yeah, is I'm a so great sorry. Show. That's I why wish, we did it early. Wish we, we could interact more with the community on the chat, guys. But anybody that, next week. that's in the chat, you know, uh, bring your chat onto you know the stream and just jump on. You can turn your camera off and we, we can talk there. People are making lots of comments. So feel free to do that in the future. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Andreas. Thank you, uh, 
Gert GR44 Poland. Uh, we're going to close it out, guys. All right, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. You Sorry run. for the Appreciate you guys. Much love. All right. Bye. Have a good weekend. Happy Cheers, fourth. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys. Adios. Liberty. Adios. Thank you for joining us on this week's Mineratopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Mineratopia Telegram group. See you all next week.